Tzoraim Tov. We continue in the Sefer Sha'arim Batvila. We're coming to probably one of the most uh, famous words for Tvila, and that is Amida. Ayin Mem Yud Dalad Hey. The Pasuk says it, Bamid Bor Vaya Amod Pinchas Vayipalel. And Pinchas stood and Vayipalel. And he, remember what we said, what Pilul means. It's, uh, it's like the regular meaning of prayer or judgment or however we've explained that as uh, before or connection. Anyway, what is this idea of Amida? Well, the simple meaning is to stand. And that shows the state the person's in who prays that all his total essence is nullified to Hashem at that point as opposed to sitting. Sitting is when a person feels that, you know, I'm tired and I'm going to sit down and I'm trying to give myself a degree of comfort. So sitting is something like, for me, I'm tired, I want to sit. Standing is showing that you're nullifying yourself to whom you are standing before. And you're saying that all my strength stands ready for the honor of the one I'm standing before. So as you're standing, there's an idea of hispatlus, of nullifying yourself. And when that happens, the barrier between you and Hashem comes down. And what is that barrier? The body, the lusts, the desires. And when that falls down, when you're standing in submission before Hashem, I'm, what do they say? Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for you. What does that mean, we stand on guard for you? I'm there to serve. Even if it means, God forbid, to die. You stand on guard. So therefore, the person, is, that, that, the definition of the standing alone is showing the closeness. So it comes out from here that the standing itself, just standing before Hashem, is an expression of prayer, even if you don't open up your mouth. Because the reality of tefillah is clinging and nullifying to Hashem, as the Chovos Halvavos says. He said we should know that a person's intention in prayer is really... To, uh, that your soul should expire before Hashem and submit before Him to the majesty of Hashem with praises and casting all your burdens upon Him. So what do you see from the Chavos Havavos? That just the essential standing before Hashem is a reality of prayer. Even though the halach of standing is only by the Amida and the other parts you don't have to stand, but these are all different levels that we're trying to reach to the Shemona Esrei, which is the main part of the prayer, and everything's preparing you for that. Now, Amida also is one of the expressions that, that describes a situation of a prophetic state. By Avram it says, he was still standing before Hashem. That was with the nevuah that he had that showed the great 
dveikus, a closeness he had to Hashem. And therefore it really comes out that the truth is uh, levels of prayer are a little bit like the levels of prophecy. As the tour explains in the laws of prayer that the Hasidim, the pious ones, and the people of Anshe Masa, people of really good actions, would be in solitude and focus on their prayers that they're about to do until they reach a state of literally stripping away their physicality and to allow one's intellect and spirit to dominate until you're getting close to the levels of prophecy. That's what the tour says. So really, prophecy and dvekas of prayer are related topics. Now, obviously, the Torah's words are very deep and beyond what we can understand. But on a simple level, we can understand it as the Rambam says in Meirin Evuchim in the third Chelek. He says that the basic thought of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and feeling in his presence, that itself is Dveikus Tashem in action. And you're with him. We know the famous concept, it says in the Hasidish Forum, the place where the person's mind is, that's where the person is truly. So when a person is thinking about his thoughts to Hashem and he's, and he's standing to, to speak before Hashem, he's mamish found together with Hashem. And that is what Nebuah is. Because really the intellect is the place where, the, the meeting place and the choicest place for the Shekhinah to dwell in this world. That's the place of the Dveikas and the closest Hashem. It's in our mind. It's in our intellect. And that's the Dveikas of prayer and, and of prophecy, which are go hand in hand. So now we can understand the concept of Amida in prayer. It's just like when there's a time that a prophet will receive a prophecy. His whole body is shaking. Hashem is taking over his body. The person's totally surrendered to Hashem. He has no control of his body. Because he's totally, totally connected with Hashem. So it should be with prayer. Okay. And you're separating yourself from every aspect of this world. This is what Amida means. To be totally separated from the world. That's first section. Second section. He says that tefillah is also called avoda. Now there's something unique about that tefillah as opposed to every other mitzvah of the Torah. In, in what way? In that prayer is very much like the service that the Kohanim did in the Beis Amidash and the Korbanos. And that's a big insight that when a person is standing in prayer, in addition to the fact that he's standing before Hashem and makes requests from him and praises him, on top of that essential fulfillment of the mitzvah, you are standing and serving before Hashem. And you're bringing pleasant reach nichoach, a pleasant aroma, a pleasant feeling, like the Kohen, who's in the base of Migash, bring korbanos. He is standing, he's serving Hashem and giving Hashem pleasure. And there was a special love and a special feeling that was in the base of Migash that wasn't found with any other mitzvahs done anywhere else. For example, by Shevet Levi, what did Ashmosha say to Korah 
to say, you know, you shouldn't be making an uprising. Isn't it enough that Hashem has separated the Jews from you and you get to serve Hashem in the Mishkan of Hashem? And 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 that the, that mitzvah in the Beis was done with so much reverence, more so than any other mitzvahs. And there would uh, there would be um, since people wanted to do the mitzvah so much, people were dying to do the mitzvah, and to avoid fights, they'd have to do lotteries. It wasn't like okay, you could do it. You know, if, imagine people working for the government. Who's rushing to volunteer to do judge? We need someone to do the job. Nobody's interested until you get forced to doing a job. The base of everyone's jumping to do the job. They'd kill somebody to get the first to bring a Corbin or something like that. Therefore, they had to make lotteries. That's what real avoda was. And therefore, when a person approaches prayer, besides the fact that you're going to be engaged in the midst of prayer and, and make your requests, it really is your time has come to serve in the base. I mean, there's just like a Cohen, uh, two weeks out of the year, that was his time. And your prayers are like bringing, sprinkling the blood, burning the fats, making a, a korban, um, uh, what do you call it, a mincha offering that you bring before Hashem. And you're doing it in order to give God honor and, and grandeur. And you get a lot of joy of this. Kamash coin has so much joy. You got to work in the base on make this year. And this and, and you are joining together the angels who are also serving Hashem at that time. And the Kohanim who are bringing the offerings. It's such a, 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 a special time. So too are our prayers and our supplications. It's like bringing a ketores, as we say in the prayers, tikon tvilosi ketores lefanecha, that my prayers like bringing a ketores offering. And that is in even in the world of halacha, that there are certain halachas that are with korbanos, that tefillah is in a similar way. For example, when you pray, your body has to be clean. Your clothes have to be clean. Your feet should be together. Why? Because that's all like the Kohanim who brought korbanos. So we see a very interesting fundamental distinction when it comes to this mitzvah of prayer over everything else. Why? If you look at every other mitzvah, the focus of the halacha is in the performance of the mitzvah. Do you do the mitzvah properly? But it's not focused on the person performing the mitzvah. The person himself isn't the mitzvah. So it doesn't matter how you look and how you dress. You know, let's say you're giving someone tzedakah. You don't have to have clean clothes to give tzedakah. Okay. It doesn't matter. You could be a mess. You could be a slob. still can give tzedakah. There's a lot of mitzvahs because the focus is on the mitzvah. It's not on you. But not when it came into the base on Mikdash. The coin works in the base on Mikdash. The, the coin himself is part of the avoda. And the avoda is finished through the person doing the avoda. You have the coin who's doing the work, the korban, the place, the base on Mikdash. It's all combined to a perfection. We have all the elements of existence, a 
a korban is the idea of unifying Hashem. By korbanos, it uses, in the parsha of korbanos, it uses not the name Elohim, but yud Hey and Vav Hey. Because korbanos represent the total unity of Hashem in every aspect of the elements of the world. And therefore we have inanimate, plant, animal, human, all involved in that service. Because we're taking all the aspects of creation and unifying it with one service. Well, we've got inanimate, we got salt. Plants, those are all the mincha offerings. Or the wine libations. Animals, the animal. And what's left? The human. The human is part of the avoda. It's part of putting you into the mix of all that. So since the, the, the person doing the avoda is part of the avoda, so it's got to be desirable before Hashem. That's why a coin who has a blemish is like a Corbin has a blemish. <coughs> if there's anything missing of doing work with the animal, service of the animal, same thing if it's the person himself is missing. Okay, which is not like any other mitzvah. If there's something wrong with the person doing the mitzvah, the mitzvah still gets done. Think of a lot of mitzvahs. You have to eat. You have to shake a loaf. Okay, shake a loaf. So, do you have to have clean clothes to shake a loaf? No. You don't have have clean clothes. What if I have a blemish? Can I shake a loaf? Yes. But, but, when we bring korbanos, the, the, the coin himself has to be perfect. Everything about him has to be perfect at the time of the service. So when you're davening, you're like a coin. You have to be perfect as much as perfect you can be. Now, obviously, we don't say a person with a blemish can't pray because then no one would ever pray. But he can't serve in the base of English. He can come. He can bring a korban. Okay. And there was so much particularness about tahara in the Beis HaMikdash, to great extremes, not just if Koink, who came in contact with a dead person's stomach can't do the avoda, but they were much more strict. For example, if the coin went to the bathroom, he had to have a special washing of the hands and the feet like he did before any avoda again. Uh, and uh, if, if he just uh, lathered himself up with some, uh, some oils, He'd have to go to the mikvah. He'd have to always constantly be trying to purify himself no matter what he was doing. And therefore, they, because they would have to be holy, so to speak. So the same idea with a person, he has to know when he's praying, more than the fact that you're doing a mitzvah to discharge your obligation, you are a primary part of the mitzvah. You're part of the Ola, the Korban Ola. That's a pleasing scent before Hashem and it's desirable. And therefore, you should be very excited when you are praying. Very important idea because remember, prayer is conversation between you and God. So you, you're part of the package. You're part of the package. The mitzvah can't be done without you and you have to be an integral part of the package. Ay, 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 ay. So therefore, Rapinkus is now we can see what one of the reasons are that we don't see success in our avoda of prayer. Even though we're trying to concentrate, 
We don't see divine help. That our hearts are ready, but our minds go back and forth in every way. Why? Because our whole engagement, our whole effort that we're doing is just for the prayer itself. To make the prayer pure. That it shouldn't have any strange thoughts. That's good, but that's only half of the job. You want the prayer to be good. But let's say the same thing in the base of Migdash. You want to bring a Corbin. The animal should be perfect. The best one. But what if the coin who brings it is puzzle? Well, then the whole service isn't good at all. The fact you brought the nicest gift in the world. Because the coin is part of the Avoda. So this is with prayer. That of course, uh, you're, it's not possible with the same soul with a person who's praying. But if you want to have divine assistance and your prayer should be acceptable, you have to make double effort that the prayer should be complete and that the person who is praying should be like a ministering uh, agent who himself is pure. As it says, in, when we take back the Sefer Torah, we say, Mi Hashem, who can ascend to the mountain of Hashem? one of clean hands, and a clear heart, and then his prayers go up. So therefore, what we're seeing over here, this idea of standing isn't just the figurative thing you stand. It's you taking your total being, and this, this is what I'm all about. And therefore, there is an idea that Hasidim would go to the mikveh before davening. That's not the halacha, but that's piyal. On Hasidus, like if you really feel that you're like a coin, you have to go to the mikvah, but at least to purify your mind. At least to stop and say, am I ready to engage, to speak to Hashem, and to surrender myself completely to Hashem? Is my feelings towards Hashem blemished or not? And therefore there are certain halachas. you got to be dressed appropriately. There's halachas. You dress when you're praying, as if you'd be serving the king. So there, what are you gonna say? So what if you got a dirty shirt? You look like a slob. Can you pray? I mean, you can technically pray, but there's gonna be something wrong with that prayer. So that, that's part of the halachas. Right? You come, it's coming to the winter time, you come with all your messy boots and everything, you just put all the junk and the salt into the shul, that's, that's how you're gonna talk to Shem. So you have to be, you're, you are part of the process. And we have to try to make ourselves as blemish-free as possible in that. And therefore, we've got to spend some time thinking, okay, am I, am I surrendering myself over to Hashem? And how do I do that? And I show that by standing. I'm not looking for my comfort. I'm looking for what is it that I have to do it, with, with and, and, and my pleasure to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because the fact that we all are talking to Hashem and we're shows how, how much we value HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You recognize we want to get close to Him. That is part of the Avoda. Section 3. And he says this whole idea of surrendering to Hashem to understand the right way is not an easy thing. And here he says a very powerful idea. He says, what's the difference between a service of being totally surrendering before Hashem 
to the service or person serving himself, the difference is just like the thread of a needle. It's a fine line between surrendering to Hashem and rather serving yourself. And this is understood with a Medrash Rabbah that talks about Paro. He stood by the Nile River. So Medrash has an interesting idea. Wicked people, they sustain over their gods. They stand over their gods. It says in Paro Cholem, he had a dream, he stood over the Nile River. The Nile River was his god. He stood over it. Tzadikim, their gods, stand over them. As it says by Yaakov in the dream, Hashem Nitzav Allah, Hashem stood over him. So there's two questions on this message. Number one, if the Nile River is a god to Paro, how come he's standing over it? And number two, we're saying it's a virtue of righteous people that below their gods and not the opposite. Well, of course. What's so virtuous? Of course God's on the top and we're not on the bottom. What's so virtuous about that? So he says it's really very simple but very profound. A person can, for example, do all the mitzvahs. He keeps the Torah, he does the mitzvahs. He's very particular. Every chumrah in the book, he buys the expensive shmura matzahs. He does everything to the letter of the law. He's excited to daven. But all this is because he knows for sure that when you serve Hashem, things will be well for you in this world and in the next world. And I can't get anything without doing that. If I don't surrender to Hashem, I'm not going to get anything. I need parnasa. I need help. I need to understand Torah. I need Hashem's help in prayer, whatever. So I turn to God and I pray because why? You, I need all these things. So think, comes out his whole service is a very refined form of narcissism. It's very refined. It's not gluttony and acting like a pig, but he, I want to get oil and hava. That's very refined. But you're doing it for yourself. And that's what it means that the Rishayim, they stand over their gods. Because at the end of the day, why are you doing all these things? Why am I that? It's not that I'm serving Hashem. I want Hashem to serve me. Do you understand the subtlety of that? Oh, look what you're doing for Hashem. No, no, no. I mean, this is not God will have to do this. And therefore, I'm on top of God, so to speak. And of course... Uh, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you look like a very loyal servant. You're not rebelling, right? If it says, if you listen to me, you get all these things. Hashem's going to keep his words. But still, I'm making Hashem my servant. It's very subtle, very subtle. But real service isn't that way. Because if you know that Hashem is first and he's last, okay, and Hashem will always be. So if Hashem was before I came into the world, he's here when I'm in the world. If you're after the world, obviously I have to surrender to Hashem. And everything I'm doing is for Hashem and not everything revolves around me. That's the point. 
Where does everything revolve around? I'll take a question in two minutes. And this is the first fundamental point when we talk about service towards Hashem. Okay, and that was the mitzvah of Aliyah Loregel, going to visit the Nevei Samikdash. It says, Yira'eh kol zechurcha. All the males shall be seen. You have to show yourself before Hashem as opposed to seeing Hashem. There's a kriuksiv over there. It's not easy to understand. It's written one way, it's pronounced another way. So if you ask a person, why do you want to go to the Beis Hamikdash? He says, what do you mean? I want to enjoy the splendor of the Shechem. It's a great sight. To be close to Hashem, it's a great thing. I want to absorb uh, spirituality. I want to get all the brachas of Ruchnius and Gashmius. But what's he saying the whole time? For me, for me, for me. That's not a foda. It's not to see God. The foda is to be seen before God. Because Hashem wants to see you. And that's what gives Hashem pleasure. And that's why when he came to this pasuk, when Rav Hun and the Gemara came to this pasuk, he cried. Because we have to realize it's, it's Hashem wants to see us and we should want to be seen by him as opposed to me seeing Hashem. That's if you want to you see a, a relative you haven't seen in a while. What, what is, oh, I want to see the relative because it's going to be very interesting for me. To I want to be with the relative so the relative can see me. I want my grandfather to see me. Let him have the nachos of seeing me. Not me having the nachos of seeing him. So this is, on the one hand, one of the most fundamental concepts in the Torah that everything comes from this but it's a perfection that very few people have. That Hashem's desire is the central part of your life. And all I am is a servant who serves Hashem to serve to Hashem's pleasure. And that's the simplest meaning of avoda, especially every time when we bow down. So now, yeah, what was your question? Somebody always request to do at the time of Hamid why do we request? No, yeah, we do request. You say, we say like this, Hashem, I know that you want me to do a lot of things for you, and I want to do them, but I need the tools to do it. Not that I need it. It's so I can do it for you. Okay? Hashem, you want me to give tzedakah? Fine. If you don't give me any money, I can't give tzedakah. You want me to learn Torah? I need health to learn Torah. Not that I'm learning Torah so I can be healthy. I want to be healthy so I can learn Torah. It's about what you want from me. That's the big difference. Okay. And if you don't get it, you don't say, oh, I, I, I do know how come Hashem didn't give me this. You know why? Because he doesn't want you to serve him that way. <laughs> you are doing it because you're only expecting to get a payout from Hashem. So how can you tell if you're doing it because you want to get it or you're doing it for Hashem? What is the litmus test that you can't fake? If your tefillin, your voda is done with joy, and that's what the Zohar says, the famous words of the Zohar. It's a song we sing on Shavuos. It's a hard song. It's an Aramaic because it's Zohar. Kad Yasvin Yisrael, when the Jewish people sit, for Uskin v'simchas Torah, and they're engaged with the joy of Torah. 
was to study Torah with joy. Kut shabricho omer lefamalia delay. Hashem says to his holy retinue, Chazu boni chaviva, boni chaviva, I see my precious children. They forget about their personal problems. For us, and they're engaged with my joy. We could, you know, Jews have suffered for years under the Tsar, under these terrible rulers. Life was much harder than it is now. We're taxed to death. And if we didn't pay the taxes, we'd be thrown in jail. Life was very hard. And a Jew was full of suffering. But when he serves Hashem, he forgets about everything else. When I serve Hashem. He said, it doesn't matter, I don't have food. It doesn't matter, I didn't eat breakfast today. It doesn't matter, I'm fasting. It doesn't matter, I don't feel good. There's only one thing. Can I serve Hashem? Nothing else matters. And they threw themselves into that world. But if you think you are the focal point and everything rotates around you, so it comes out when he's serving Hashem, he realizes what he's missing and he becomes sad. So are you happy or not? When you say, listen, Hashem wants me to do this. There'd be nothing better than that. What could be better than doing what Hashem wants you to do? But if you're saying, well, you know, I'm only doing this so God will give me some things and really hasn't been giving me a lot lately, so I'm not so happy to do it. It's getting in my way. Instead of saying, wow, you know, I, I, I could spend five minutes thanking Hashem with benching. Wow, it could be nothing better than that. What do you mean? I could do a lot of other things. I could go to bed. Why do I have to wait five minutes before I can go to bed? When I hit my bench? So this is what Amida really means. And you know, we learned this week in the Rambam in Mar uh, Nebuchadnezzar. You can look in, uh, in the 13th chapter. He describes what the verb Amida means. And there's three meanings. One is to stand. But another meaning is... It says, Hakim Vahishar, enduring and lasting, something lasting and not changing. And that's how he explains when Hashem says to Moshe, you stand next to me. What does it mean? You can't stand next to Hashem. Hashem doesn't take any place. How can you stand next to Hashem? It means remain close to me. It's not physical. Standing a mode is something enduring. It doesn't change. It's state stable. Last man standing. It's not because he's standing, it's he's enduring. So Amida means that you're enduring. And how are you enduring if you are totally surrendered to Akadish Baruch? And that's what the Amida is all about. That's what we call that's why when we're standing, it's that alone if we would just stand before Hashem, that would give that explanation. Okay, Shkayach, everybody. Tomorrow we get to, in the morning, E-Tour, which, by the way, is the last expression. And then I have to make a chart for you.